0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of To Up Top, the weekly football review show. As always, it's myself Gav Mac and Alex Osborne. How are you, Alex Monfrey? How are you getting on?
1: Very well, thanks very much. You? How are things?
0: Yeah, you know, it's um, you know, same old stuff, different day, as you know what it's like. Um the old webcam dance, i i will be getting annoyed a bit. Uh, well, I'm, not, I'm meant to be world champion standard by now, but I'm clearly not. So it's, it's doing. It's doing my head in. It's doing my head in So uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get there. I've got my little practice board now. So uh, yeah. so yeah, we should uh, we should be getting on a little bit better. But yeah, it is. Oh, it's not Ed Hall. Um, Press the wrong name. There's Alex. is over there, and there is me, Gabmax. Bonjour. So yes, on this week's show, we'll be talking about the the potential of the Premier League return. Um, We will be talking about uh, a bit of Harry Kane and doing our our what we have been doing for the last three weeks, uh, is that the review of all the all the teams in the Premier League. And this week's focus will be on Southampton, Tottenham, uh, Watford, West Ham. And Wolves. But we are going to start with the potential of a Premier League return. There's been a lot of conversation which has been coming out today that the St George's Park has given, you know, the opportunity for the Premier League to be played out there. And if so, it could be happening throughout July. All games on Sky Sports as well. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Uh,
1: I think that would be... Uh... Plan D for them, if that's the case. Uh, I, I don't see that really coming to any fr- fruition, as they may have reserved that for the, as I say, if all the other plans
0: or uh, the two or three other plans that they've probably got in place don't don't happen. Mm. Um, it appears that there is a chance that the the women's Super League might be almost like the guinea pig, so to speak, of of this, of this idea? Do you think the girls should be sort of like put in, in the way of that? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Probably
1: not. If you're thinking it on a human decency level. Um, but we both know money talks at the end of the day. And if they're the ones who's going to be used as guinea pigs, then the the lady's going to turn that, turn that down, especially if if they think about it. They would be the only live sport come in. So it would be a chance for them to really put themselves
0: in the shot window. Man, I was watching Sky Sports early on today and uh and Mr. Wedderburn, Mike Wedderburn, he he's found a little bit of Chajakstani Premier League football going on and you know what, it just felt so nice just to see him review a couple of goals and I saw him going, I was like, Oh, football. You know, I don't. I don't care what football it is. It just needs to hurry up and come back. I need my football back. We all need our football back, basically. We do indeed. Well, let's let's talk about some football. We're uh, we're reviewing the teams in alphabetical order, so it's only fair that we start with Southampton <laughs> on this week. Before
1: you before you go as well there has been a comment mentioned about how we've got want to uh, mention one of our associates over in America.
0: Oh hey, you don't worry about that. I've got little 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 bits and bobs in in there, you know. Um little things that will come up, you know, are sponsored by you know uh, DC music services, you know on that you know, and yeah, of course Macau Sports Bar and Grill, what's good, what's good cabs, and um, I know she's keeping safe we've been in, we've been keeping in contact over the last few weeks in particular since this has been happening because things have been absolutely dire in, in, in New York uh, in particular in the Manhattan mm. region so, you know, it's really nice to hear from her and know that she's been keeping safe, so that is a positive, but yes let, without any further ado, let's talk about Southampton, Southampton they're 14th in the league at the moment um, they've got ten wins, four draws, fifteen defeats, thirty-four points. They've scored thirty-five goals. They've let in fifty-two. Um, what are your thoughts on those? I mean, like you've given them a C grade. I've gone with a D.
1: So uh, I kind of looked at Southampton' season uh, up till so far. It's kind of been in three in three parts. Like so the start of the season, okay, they won their first couple of games, but after that, they had a really run of poor form, including that nine-nil. Uh, humiliating uh defeat against Leicester yeah, um, included that. and that I don't think uh, I don't think anyone will do uh, especially Leicester and Southampton fans and uh, there was obviously a lot of questions about the manager who we both like we both were a bit of a fan of Hassan Hutu mm-hmm. uh, Ralph Hassan Hutu Hassan and um it wasn't long after that defeat though where they they actually had their best run of form for the season where I think they only lost one or two games out of about eleven or twelve, which has been the main basis for them being where they are in the table now. Because up, um, and Southampton will be glad for this break that's come because up and, gonna call it that, they've lost six out of those seven, so they've actually been on a pretty pretty poor run of form. So I've looked at it in those three kind of sections of how Southampton have, and then based on pre-season expectations of what Falabs were I think they're probably about round about where people would expect them to be hence being giving them a C grade because in my my view a C grade is what is expected of you isn't that you know it's the minimum expected right um and based on all of those factors I do think that they probably don't have as good a squad as as other teams in the Premier League, but I think that they've all bought into what Hasenhutl has tried to implement there with the Gagan press, with the high-tempo pressing for, uh, step, style of play. And maybe a, a result of the three such wildly uh, runs of form, fluctuating runs of form, comes with the fact with a, such a style of play, you can pick up injuries and suspensions for... Uh, bad tackles missed time tackles and obviously overstraining of um of players if you haven't got such a big enough squad plus they have uh, they have had a, a, an exceptional run of form from one of their well from their major summer signing Danny Ings uh which i don't you know, think got many a lot of time people I uh, I know you do uh i don't think a lot of people myself included saw him quite scoring to the amount of goals that he has this season that he has done since he joined Southampton. Uh, yeah. He clearly needed a, a team and a system to be able to allow him to flourish, which this has done.
0: Yeah, very true. I mean, I, I look at um, them, they had um, some really nice results at one point, you know, they're, at the time, who knew that the one nil win at Sheffield United would be so key because of how good. Sh- no one expected Sheffield United to be doing so well. So you look at that result at the time, you think, yeah, it's a one nil win. I I also looked at the two uh, two draw
1: against Arsenal uh, as that was coming right. That came sort of right at the end of their first initial poor run of form. And having watched that game myself, Southampton really deserved the three points from that game. Oh, that definitely. shouldn't have been a that shouldn't have been a two-all draw. Uh, Southampton should have won that. And I think that they that gave them confidence to them. As you say, they then beat Sheffield United. And then they went on that, that run of form of about one or two losses in 13 games. I think it well, was in the, in the Premier League. in that time
0: period, I was going to run through a couple of the results of that time period. And once again, their league position, you don't realise how key that some of these results are. So they beat Watford 2-1. They beat Norwich 2-1. They did the double over Villa, a 3-1 win and a 2-0 win. They beat Chelsea, which no one expected uh, a 2-0 win there. They beat Tottenham and they actually sort of atoned for their sins against Leicester by beating them 2-1, which is an absolute buster to everybody, including myself. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, they Southampton, I don't know where they are meant to be. I don't know whether they're meant to be a mid-table side or whether they're meant to be sort of like floundering around the relegation area. I look at sort of like the end of last season I thought maybe they might be able to kick on. And I think that's why I've given them a D because I, I, I thought they would be, you know, sort of up there a little bit and, and start fighting a little bit more. But I, I don't feel that they have. Um, a couple of players that they've got, which, you know, I, I looked I, I looked into more detail about them and I know them as players. I know them to watch, but I didn't know how how young they were. Gineppo, 21. Hoyer, 24. Valerie. he's only 21. He feels like he's been around for ages, Jan Valerie. I, I was
1: about to say, the pick of those will be Gineppo. Uh, yeah. It comes from Senegal, okay? Now, mm. he could be Southampton's replacement for Mane. Uh, and he certainly he seems to have very similar traits to Mane. And I don't know how old, so how old saying, Mane is.
0: Give it, give it, give it. The, Give it and ten how more years and he's going to go to Liverpool?
1: Potentially, who knows? Because Southampton are a breeding ground for Liverpool's first team, as uh, apparently that <laughs> seems to be the case. But definitely, they seem to have a good relationship, those two clubs, anyway, with Danny Ing's going in the opposite direction. You know, yeah. so They
0: certainly seem to have a fairly good relationship with Southampton and Liverpool. Um, obviously, there was the disappointment of that 9 0 hammering, but the other disappointment that I feel is. Che Adams and it's a shame because he's come through the ranks you know he was at Odeby Town uh, once upon a time you know in the in the United Counties League and he's now playing Premier League football but I don't feel that he's been able to step up to the mark unfortunately well
1: uh, probably not Uh, I think it's uh, not going to happen for him is it no, it is
0: a shame. It is a shame. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Southampton for you. Uh, they will survive. They'll be fine. I can't see them going anywhere near the drop zone. Uh, now, two Arsenal fans well, he, talking about Tottenham Hotspur.
1: Well, before you go on to Tottenham Hotspur, we have had a comment from Stephen Buck, uh, who mentions that without Danny Ng, Southampton would be in big trouble. Uh, there is an no reliance on him, and meaning that, his, in his opinion, a D-grade is more than generous. Well, I can certainly certainly understand why he would say that. Looking at the amount of goals that uh, have scored, he is far and away their top goal scorer with 18 goals, with the next one only being uh, next top, next highest goal scorer, which is James Ward-Prowse, which I imagine the goals that he's scored would be from set pieces. uh, But he's got four goals. So, yeah, they certainly have um, an over-reliance on Danny Ings, but that doesn't mean you are to punish them for that. Teams can go about building their squad around a team around a certain player to maximize the best out of him, you know. So, I'd I, 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 I
0: because, like, there's no harm. Like, you know, how many times do you see uh, like people going, Oh, well, you know, this team needs someone who's going to go out there and score 30 goals a season for them? Well, one play, when one person's scoring 30 goals a season for you. The other person, like the the second in command, so to speak, isn't scoring thirty as well. They're normally chipping in with six, seven, eight, nine, you know, there's a collective of them that are scoring additional goals to help out with that one focal point. So if that's what they want to do, if they want to use Danny Ings as the focal point, you know, he's twenty seven years old, he's still got time in the in the bank, you know, according to football manager, you know, strikers don't peak until they're until they're twenty seven, twenty eight and they go on until they're thirty two. So they've got five years of Danny Ings. Oh, what's wrong with that? There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I suppose, obviously, the, 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 the point he, that Stephen
1: is trying to make is that if you stop Danny Ings, then you're probably pretty much going to stop Southampton. And that would be a fair point to make, judging on the amount of goals that he has scored, uh, the percentage of goals
0: has scored at Southampton's overall total. Indeed. While we've got Steve Buck locked in, let's talk about Tottenham. Let's do it. T- Tottenham Hotspur. They are currently in eighth position. Uh, they've got 11 league wins they've got eight draws they've been beaten 10 times uh, they've scored 47 goals they've conceded 40 um I'm going to kick off with Spurs so Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. we've both gone down the D route uh, I've gone with a with a flat D Alex has gone with a D plus now Tottenham are Champions League finalists they had a bad start to the season they've removed Pochettino from that situation they've brought Mourinho in Mourinho is a serial winner, everybody knows this. This you know, it's, it's, it's not a secret to anyone and he's also been able to well, for the first few games in particular, get a bit of a tune out of, of Deli Alley. But they lost Larice. Larice, I don't feel is a very good goalkeeper. I honestly don't think he is, but what I do believe Larice is, is a strong leader of men. And not having him on the back line I think has caused a bit of an issue for, for, for Tottenham. They had Gazaniga as a replacement. It's funny because Gazaniga was at, was at Southampton who we've just spoken about before. But they lost the in that 3-0 defeat away to Brighton and they, they never showed up to that game and they never showed up after that, really. Um, they, um, Chelsea did the double over them and, and Kane got injured as well. Um, Harry Kane, I said it last season, when Harry Kane got injured, Tottenham stepped up and I thought they were absolutely brilliant going forwards, but they rushed him back. And I also said in that Champions League final, if they choose to start Kane, Tottenham will not win. And is vindicated, in my opinion. Now, there's talk before we... Oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Kane at the end. Um, a couple of players that have stepped up for me, uh, uh, Harry Winks and, and Serge Aurier. Aurier was a walking card you know you can still argue he's still a, a walking card now but he's really stepped up to the mark um undon hasn't kicked on and sesyonzo he played a handful of times so when when you come second uh, when you come um, as runners-up in in the champions league i feel that the following season you really need to to use that as a catalyst to move forwards whether it be in europe or in the premier League and i, I feel that the Done neither of those things
1: it was a watershed moment
0: i, I thought
1: that i had a feeling I, I don't know if i expressed it on the show but certainly internally i thought if spurs lost the final uh, that it could s- sort of signal the beginning of the end for this group of players and manager certainly proved to be case for pochettino um which has gone into my factoring you I mean you can't give a a club a high, a high grade if you have feel you have to sack your manager through uh, partway through the season uh, because clearly it, you feel like it's not working out so there's certainly a case of you can't give him too high a grade for that because it's not worked the way that you thought it would be mm-hmm. uh, and it's, he's not he's not meeting their uh, their targets for the season or they don't feel like he's going to <laughs> and Mourinho I think they've they, they brought him in because they thought, right, well, who's the best manager out there that was available at the time that we think can actually win us something? And they thought, right, well, with his track record, Jose Munoz is that guy. He's free. He's not attached to any club. We can get him in. And we know that he's, he's worked in the Premier League before. He knows the league. And we should be able to uh, start doing what we feel like we can do. yeah Problem is... I don't think Mourinho is that manager anymore. Uh, he's certainly not proving to be uh, the Mourinho of even say when he first when he joined back Chelsea the second time uh, when he where he came was it third in his first season and then he he won the league the very next.
0: Yeah, I I think I think the issue with with Tottenham is that they haven't ever kicked on. That's the issue. Um, you just broken up a touch there, Alex. So I'm just gonna. Read a, a couple of the comments. Um, Nigel Osborne, he said, uh, do you think Harry Kane will stay at Tottenham? We're going to be coming on to that very soon, Nigel. Um, so I'll be happy to talk about that. And Stuart Allen has said, uh, Aurier is a car crash of a player, but it's probably been our most consistent defender. And that's how bad we've been this season. The problem we have had is that the issues with the club are bigger uh, than just the players on the pitch or the manager on the touchline. And if I, I can't, agree with, with you, Stuart, any more than that. Now, I've just lost Alex for a couple of moments. I'm sure he'll be back in in, in, in a few seconds. So I'll just uh, just just fill in on, on on Stuart's comment there. Serge Aurier has been a revelation this season, and it's so... Who would have believed it, you know? He's even chipped in with a few assists. He's been able to build on, you know, his reputation that he had as a good player at PSG. And that's the whole reason why why he was sought after by many, many big clubs. It just so happened that it was Tottenham that, that were able to bring him on. There are so many issues with Tottenham off the field. I think the... the oh, oh, there's Alex. I think he's back. Um, there's so many issues with Tottenham at the moment. And the issue is, is that they are a business rather than the club. Oh, in fact, Stephen Burke has literally just commented saying the same thing. Tottenham and Arsenal, they are both in exactly the same boat. They're no longer football clubs. They are both businesses that are, uh, 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 you know, that that football is is secondary to it. (laughs) Alex, are you you back? I am back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what what happened happened there. there. That's fine. But, um, but yeah, um, just just um going back on on the on the comments i've just i just read them out for you, Alex and that as well, and you know just saying that um you know orre has a bit of a car crash of a player um Tottenham is a business rather than a football club you know it's it's I, I, you can't really argue with that, can you well, no, you can't argue with that, but I would say the same that's the same of all foot,
1: top football clubs they are businesses and their business is football okay um they just what's happened here with Spurs is that they've not made sound footballing decisions, which will then complement their business. Because you want to think a successful business in the football industry would be a team that is progressing, being successful on the field, and that will reflect with all the commercial uh, the commercial deals they'll be able to strike. And then eventually, the result of all of that together would be success, trophies, winning on the field. Now we talk about Spurs over the past five or six years, yes, they've made progress. Yes, they have They have certainly enhanced their reputation within the game. They certainly have got better as a club compared to the previous, say, 15 years of uh, Spurs. However, they didn't win the trophy, okay, um, which is, a, is definitely a stick that is, is, is there to be beaten with uh, you used to beat spurs with now is that because they've not they've they've not made the right choice in decisions at time then i'm referring to say say pochettino they did they not treat the domestic com- cup competitions with as much respect that really spurs should have done in when they were in that sort of five six year sweet window the last five six years i should say where they could have won uh, a League Cup. They could have won an FA Cup, you know. I mean, Man City, who we can all agree are, what, the most uh, aggressive team in terms of finance and uh, the way that they go about their business, they've won the League Cup now the last three years in a row.
0: Why couldn't... The Spurs... so important to Pep Guardiola. Exactly. It's a winning exactly. mentality, and that's exactly. what Tottenham have been lacking got that so, winning mentality. They don't so that that
1: does not yeah. go down to being a bit. That doesn't go down to the business. That goes down to the footballing side of things, isn't it? So mm. uh, that's where you've got a question. That's where you've got a question. Uh, their decision making was Pochettino as good a manager as everyone thinks he was, because if he was, part, uh, being a being a, a winning manager, a successful manager is definitely a skill, or trait to have. I, I praise certain managers, uh, over these course of these, what, last few weeks for having that particular trait. Most notably, Chris Wilder. Uh, I certainly ha- say that one of the things that makes him a good manager is the fact that he wins. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. and that, that at the end of the day, the best manager of all time, in my opinion, Alex, Fer- Sir Alex Ferguson, he was the one who was the most, yeah, he, he won the most out of all the managers that have ever come. So, uh, that's where I think you have to look you have to question Spurs is whether they've made the right footballing decisions and not blame it because they, they think it's a business because okay. all big clubs are a business there.
0: Okay, so going with that, you know, part of what we we're going to be talking about today anyway is Harry Kane. So there's why not talk about him while we're talking about Tottenham, Harry Kane. There's a lot of rumor, you know, that he is up for sale. Two hundred million is his price tag. Nobody, Spurs, no, nobody. Nobody's gonna get. Nobody's gonna pay two hundred
1: million for Harry Kane in what's happening in this financial climate. No, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's not worth that, or certainly in the market that was pre-coronavirus. Uh, However, uh, there there is a lot of. Uh, I think the market is going to be affected a lot, and nobody's going to be able to afford that account of money on Harry Kane. Okay, so if well, they're well, looking well, well, for minus, that money for him, they're not going to get it.
0: Well, my, they won't get okay. it. Okay, let's take away the price tag. As such. Should Tottenham sell Harry Kane? No. Spurs should not sell Harry Kane Why? if they
1: if they if they want to if they want to become successful, they want to win things, you have to
0: keep your best players. Harry Kane's one of their best players, then they shouldn't sell him. Don't you feel that like, for instance, like last season, when Harry Kane weren't playing, we all know Harry Kane is their best player. So I'm not trying to take away anything about Harry Kane. He scores all their goals, he links the team together, he's the glue. But when they when he's not playing, the Spurs seem to have more of a freedom about themselves. So do you not feel that if you know they they should sell him and then maybe use that money a bit more wiser than they used the bail money, for instance, when they when they sold him to Real Madrid?
1: So when they used the bail money to sell into to Real Madrid, they brought, what, five or six players in with the money that they got from that, didn't they? And yeah. out of those five, six players, I think the only one that really stuck... In fact, I don't think any of them stuck. I can't remember. Lamella. They, they, uh, Lamella but he's, even at this stage, he's what been a squad player at best, hasn't he? So, he's had a
0: lot of injury, though, Lamella.
1: I, for me, I would rather have a match winner, a player of Harry Kane's ability, than five or six also runs because at the end of the day those five or six also runs won't improve your team any uh Harry Kane will and yet yeah, you could say uh last season there were times when it felt like Spurs maybe uh, were a better team without Harry Kane in however i would say that was more down to the mentality of the other players um, they, they took, they especially Somme, they took on the responsibility of, right, well, Harry Kane's not here, we can't rely on him. But conversely, when Harry Kane did come back into the team, they then kind of were like, it's the, it's the same thing that I feel like Real Madrid have with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo's in the team, everyone's like, oh, we've got Cristiano, we need to be looking to him. And the same thing with Messi at Barcelona, right? We need to be looking to him all the time. And then when they're not in the side, they all then collectively step up, but what they should be thinking of, if we all collectively step up and we still have and we have Harry Kane in the team, then how much better would we be? So I would put it down more to the fact it was a bad mentality shift on the players rather than uh, Spurs being better off without him, because there is no way in in anybody's in anybody's, uh, in anybody's uh, language that Harry Kane, that Spurs will be better off Harry Kane in the long run.
0: I don't think they couldn't how, really how afford much is, to sell anyone how, else. I think that's the only valuable item that they have, so to speak. You know, like there's how, there's a lot of good players at, at Spurs, but they they're not going to bring that same value that they'll be able to use to enhance their squad in any way, shape, or form. It I suppose just squad players that they be buying with with the with the player sales that they have.
1: The, I suppose the big the, one of the big uh, issues that they've had is that their major summer signing and and double and double eight. I can't even say his name. Uh, Yes, um, he hasn't quite hit the league running as as they wanted to. Now, he's still young. He's still only 22. However, his form has raised a lot of question marks and eyebrows over the fee that they did pay Leon for him uh, in the summer. Now, whether it's going to be a case of this is just going to be the first season jitters uh, or tran- or uh adapt uh, adaptability to the premier league who knows but they certainly need to get a return on the amount of money that they spent on him especially when you think about it they didn't spend any money the previous season at all did they they didn't spend 18 anything months in the they summer.
0: went without signing a player that's three exactly. windows they went through it's almost like a self sabbatical and that is not the way forwards if you are looking to be you know, Champions League winner or a Premier League winner, because what else are they meant to be going for? You know, it's not a not top four is not a trophy. We've said it over many many years as fans of you know a a top four club. You know, being top four doesn't do anything. What as a player, when you finish your career, it's like oh well, you know, I'll finish in the top four, six seasons on the spin. Who cares? What trophies you won? None, you know, so that's um, that, that's 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 me from Spurs. A, there is a comment though, um, do you think Harry Kane uh, would be a better player away from Tottenham? I think, I don't think he'll be a better player, I think he'll maintain his consistency at a new club. It also, it also depends what club he would be going well, to. He's only going to go uh, to a top club, sorry. and you've got to think of the talent that'll be around. You know, everyone knows he's a goal scorer, he can pick goals out of nowhere, he can literally, you know, he could. You know, is he could be a poacher. He could get his head on, on, on the end of it. He could bang it from 20, 30 yards. You know, so if he's got the right support and the right, the, 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 half decent, feeding him decent balls, you know, there's there's no reason why he won't be able to maintain. Or he, he potentially could be better. You never know.
1: I'm going to ask you a question then, Gav, before we go on to the next team. Yep. You're putting your money on it. You're being a better man. Is Harry Kane going to be a Spurs player next season, whenever
0: that may be? So, Watford, um, we are... (laughs) Uh, No. Right, so, yeah, Watford, um, I've uh, I've gone with an F because I'm savage like that. And uh, Alex has gone with a D. Watford, six wins, nine draws, 14 defeats. They've scored 27 goals. They've let in 44. You can start off with Watford. So, Watford, uh, I,
1: I gave them a D. Did I give them a D plus, I think yeah. I gave them? Uh, no, D, D. Flat they're D. Just, I gave them a flat D. So, I mean, <laughs> prior to um, Nigel Pearson taking over, they had got uh, an even worse grade than Norwich because, well, quite frankly, uh, they have... They were awful. They were at Absolutely awful and they looked like no hopers at all. Now, since Nigel Pearson's took over, they've actually been pretty much more similar to the Watford that we saw last season. Okay, Uh, you could say, well, they're still 17th in the table, so they're still very much in the relegation fight, which they are. However, you probably look at their form since Nigel Pearson took over, it would be probably more mid-table form um, than anything, but because they were so far behind uh, when it came to him taking over it's only just brought them out of the relegation zone hasn't it so i look at it very much pre nigel pearson and post nigel pearson and d they, yep yeah, they, they're definitely not where people expect them to be from the previous season but it's going it's trending in the right direction uh, for me um and i know we've already mentioned at the start of the show about the Pre- Premier League season being played at St. George's Park and uh, it being completed that way however if there's a very also the real strong possibility of this season being voided Watford will be staying in the Premier League so um, I gave them a D because I, I feel that like they've definitely done enough over the last month couple of months to sort of salvage the season a bit
0: Watford have got a fat F and they deserve every reason for this fat F. First Premier League win was on their twelfth attempt. It was a two—I um, think it was a two-nil win away to, to Norwich. And their second win was part of that nice little run. Hey, don't get me wrong; I'm not taking the run away. That was their eighteenth attempt in the Premier League to to get a victory and that was the win against Man United. Man United, they've honestly they've been on the back of some some funny funny games this year. You know they've they've, they've lost there, they lost to West Ham. We'll talk about West Ham in a minute. Um, they're, they're lost against uh, like Bournemouth. You know, and I don't know why I gave them such a good grade. I'm going to take I'm going to go back to last week and I'm going to take my grade back from Man United for the silly games that they've lost. But we're we'll talking about Watford <laughs> at the moment. Watford. Hey, I
1: love- I, I almost gave them an A for the fact that they're the only team to beat Liverpool this season. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>, Who, <Watford. laughs> well, Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow because it's not a bank holiday tomorrow. So, you know, the deliveries will be happening and my DVD will be arriving of the 3-0 win that Watford got over Liverpool because that's why they're going <laughs> on about it. Look, that is the only high point of Watford's season. They went on a run, yes. They they beat Villa and Wolves this season with ten men, which is impressive. However, what strengths do Watford have? They don't have any strengths whatsoever. You know that you can look at any team. Like I gave I gave um, gave Norwich a half decent grade last week because they try and play football, they try and be exciting. They've got Bendir, they've got Cantwell, they've got excitement. What have Watford got? Ishmael Assar? Yeah, he's, he's only looked good in like three or four games this season. I'm really disappointed in him because, well, I think he's joined the wrong club. Ishmael, Ishmael Assar will move on to a bigger club and be an absolute world-beater. He is a world-class player in the making. I can see it. I can feel it. But Watford is not going to achieve that. He really isn't. Um, Decore, everyone knows how much I love Abdoulaye Decore. He's fallen off. That there was there was talk that he might have gone to PSG for 50 million pound you know if they pick him up for 5 million i think that might be too expensive for how how he's played this season not impressed by him whatsoever uh, nigel pearson has been a revelation 14 points from a possible 18 has saved their season but if you take that away you know <sighs> watford could have could have been derby of 0708 they really could have been because they were that poor. I don't understand why they allowed Javi Gracia to go back anyway in in the meantime. Last season, Watford looked really good until they until just before the semi-final uh, against Wolves. And that's when they started dipping off. And they've just not been able to pick up since. That, that little bit of hope from Nigel Pearson coming in, that sort of new manager bounce, as you allude to... Um, that's the only thing that has been a benefit to Watford. They're, they're an awful team to watch. I don't, I don't get excited by Watford teams.
1: I potentially have. Uh, yeah, I I, completely, I I can see where you're coming from. Maybe I've been a bit generous there, but I'm going to ultimately stick with what I've given them.
0: Yeah, um, they, they, they've failed me. And that, that's 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 what they've got on F. Um, there's a comment: Nigel will be a real hero if he does for Watford what he does for Leicester. Now, can you imagine? Should we should we just take a little timestamp just in case this this rant will have serious ramifications on on <laughs> on, on, on on their future? But because this, yeah, but this means that he's going to have
1: to get sacked. Claudio Ranieri will take over, and Watford goes on to win the Premier
0: League. That's right. Yeah. So Ranieri next. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? Is is, is, he ne- is he next? Is he next? Is he on his way to Watford? Is he going to be their seventy fifth manager in four days? Well, no. knowing what,
1: knowing Watford and how often they like to change their managers, then yeah, that's a very distinct possibility. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I would. Those odds you got a five thousand to one, you wouldn't get a fifteen thousand to one for that. that I, really,
0: happening. I really don't think you would, honestly. Watford are a terrible side. Six wins is so generous. Um, and and that's and that's that for, for that. Let's move away from Watford. Let's talk about West Ham. West Ham. Right, I've given them an E. And you give them a D plus. Talk to me why I go. Give them a D plus.
1: West Ham, yeah. So again, West Ham.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Maybe I crack on Before you crack on, i forgot to give me give me the old stats, don't I? Sixteenth um, place, yeah. uh, seven yep. wins, six draws, sixteen defeats, thirty-five goals scored, third, um, fifty conceded.
1: You got you take the lead on this one, Gav. You so you go, so you sort of give your reasons why you've uh, given them the grade there.
0: Because, on the 29th of September. I think it was. Uh, they beat Man United on well, the 22nd of September, something like that. Beginning of the season, they beat Man United. Mm-hmm. And 22nd. Day... It was
1: the
0: 22nd of September. Oh, Christ. Because it looks like you want to talk about that as well. So they beat <sighs> Man United that day and West Ham fans are banging on about European tour for next season. the 16th. Come off it. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: didn't win it they didn't win a game again in the Premier League until the thirtieth uh, of November. After yeah, until, that. until the uh, Chelsea well, game. They, but that was a Chelsea game, yeah, which was strange. I mean Man United and Chelsea when you look at all the fixtures in the other uh, between, the hardest team that they faced in that period was Spurs, the week before they beat Chelsea. Now yeah. Well, maybe I have. I think I've in reflection. I think I've potentially been a bit too generous on Watford and West Ham, but reasons so, why, so. <laughs> <laughs> but my reason, my reason, my, my nice reason guy,
0: Alex. stop being so right, nice.
1: okay, Be so. Reasons for giving them the grade that they have, yeah, okay. As I said, C is the minimum expectations of what we've perceived them. C
0: is a standard grade, yeah.
1: Yeah, D, D is below average. And West Ham and Watford have been below average. Many probably think way below average, but they've had to change their manager, yeah. Yes, so that it hasn't have. been, it hasn't been great. And I don't know if the change manager that they have given them. Didn't even give them a new bounce <laughs> it's or if they not made any difference <laughs> this is the thing. not
0: I think I might have been I think I might have been well, I I giving think... them an e.
1: I think I think they well their first match under Moisey was the, the match against Bournemouth wasn't it the yeah, 4-0 it?
0: win 4-0 4-0 slappage mm.
1: and they 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 won their next game against Gillingham but that was in the FA Cup they haven't actually won again in the Premier League uh until very well I say very recently uh, the penultimate game before the break where they beat Southampton uh, 3-1. Now, between that, they lost pretty much every game apart from a drawing against Brighton there, 3 all. So, yeah, I've, I've got a feeling I may have been too generous. However, they are out of the relegation zone. They, West Ham are notorious, a bit of a yo-yo club, aren't Karen they? Karen uh, wants
0: the season to be finished.
1: She wants the season to be finished she because does. she... Because she knows that West Ham would be safe. Yes, of course um, she does. But let's,
0: let, Why don't we talk about a couple of nice bits before I hammer them again. dom um, <laughs> <laughs> why, why does Snodgrass have to be 32 years old?
1: Well, he's been around a bit though, is not he? He's been around a while.
0: He's a baller. While. I absolutely love him. And Issa Diop, he, he needs to leave. He needs to move on because...
1: I, I think, think so. That I
0: defensive th- record has anything to do with Issa Diop. You
1: know, no, I don't think so either. I think he's a good player. Potentially regressed maybe a little bit this season. No, I but think, still, think he could, stepped
0: up still. I think he stepped up to the plate.
1: I, I think you could say that about a couple of players though. Uh, Felipe Anderson has definitely regressed this he's season. He's
0: fallen apart, hasn't he? He's not as as
1: um, player he was. We're both, we were both fans of that Sebastian Haller. Uh, who yeah, big he, fan he, he, he shows a bit of promise on occasion, but he's not been very... Uh, he's not been very. Uh, he hasn't scored too many goals this season. I don't know no, where what word I was trying one, to look for this one, season. One, one
0: thing with, with Seb Haller, he's
1: is, got seven goals this season, yeah, which is Krem if is your main, is which which is safe for your main striker, and the amount of money that they spent on him, which was close to forty million pounds, is yeah, as you say, is not enough. It's not enough. definitely he not enough. Looks
0: better when he plays in the front two. Someone like whether he knocks the ball down for someone or whether someone's knocking the ball down for him, I think the addition of Jared Bowen is going to make a massive difference. And yeah, you know, you could just um, I can't what game it was, I can't remember what game it was when when Bowen bagged, but they were both on the pitch at the same time. And just the way that they like Bowen's only just walked in, he's, 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 he's fresh to the party and and Halle's been there for a few hours you know but like they just seem to bounce off each other really nicely and I thought yeah that might be a strike partnership that keeps you in the Premier League now I don't good want them pl- to stay in the Premier League I want them to go good,
1: down good players stay with uh, good players can play with good players you don't need to play together before to uh, to sort of form a bit of a partnership And so who's both, that, who, that big
0: enough is that big enough Bowen or big enough Halle
1: a bit, it's big enough both of them saying that both of them are good players and uh, they they can certainly be able to play even with not having played together previously. Now you mentioned there that you would what you'd want West Ham to go down. Why would you want to want West Ham to go down?
0: I think it's just their fans. Uh, especially after that man united victory at the beginning of the season and they were like oh we're going to Europe we're doing this we're doing that look at look at their fans look what they did when w- in the in the Bournemouth uh, not Bournemouth and um, Burnley game last season when like smashing up the stadium all that sort of stuff and not trying to do protest stop protesting go support your club you know just oh I can't I can't stand West Ham I'm sorry I should be I'm, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible but, yeah, I can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it. I've, I've, quarantine's made me say it. I don't think West Ham look after their fans properly. I don't think West Ham look after their players properly. I don't think they have any ambition. I don't think they're a, a real part of what the premier league is and what it's meant to be i, I don't The terrible defending set pieces then yeah that's 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 my little rant on, uh, on west ham i'm not a fan
1: well <laughs> no, no, i don't know what to just say i don't know what to say to that
0: they haven't got any identity you know, no. Like, when, when, like you look at any any team in the Premier League. You look at Liverpool, high press. You know, w- wonderful. Um, Man City have got the same. Arsenal known for their passing game. Manchester United known for their directness and like just getting in your face and stuff like that. What a West Ham got. What have Watford got.
1: Well, West Ham, you traditionally used to be one of the uh, more uh, the press always used to label them a team that played good football. Along with Spurs. They always used you ever to be seen West Ham oh, we,
0: play good football. Right, you're thirty four, I'm thirty two, I'm thirty three in a few months' time. Have you ever seen West Ham play nice football consistently in any, any particular season in the top flight?
1: The, I suppose the, the closest that uh, that I came to seeing that was when Paolo Di Canio was playing for them. Mm. And they had Trevor Sinclair as well, uh, Steve Moncœur. They had a couple they had a couple of players there who you could say that they played some decent enough football you know joe cole was breaking through frank lampard was breaking through yeah, why rio as well do you, why do you think they moved but what i'm this is, this reputation uh, this reputation of west ham playing is, is, was going back to the like the 80s and the 70s yeah, so kind like, of before when our time right
0: around then, it's just like the argument that we no. had about um, about liverpool like liverpool never had a decent back four in our lifetimes until now you know, we could go back and look at, you know, when Phil Neal was there and Alan Hansen and Emily Hughes and all that sort of stuff, and we know that Liverpool got rich, rich history. But until the last season, season and a half, have Liverpool had a decent back four? No, yeah. they never have. Like, in, in our in our lifetime, people go, oh yeah, we had Sammy Herpia. Yeah, that's great. Who were yeah, the other three de- defenders? You know, they, they weren't, they weren't um, any good. Whereas, uh, never, you know, West Ham, they haven't got
1: anything about them. Are no, they, they have they they ha they, they haven't. And but you could say <laughs> the only thing they've got about them is the fact they've got a unique song, you know. I I mean no other club is exactly no other club no other club is but forever blowing bubbles but maybe that's why they're blowing bubbles of chunks but you know um <laughs> West yeah West Ham, West Ham need to they need to certainly get an identity together because it's not working for them at the moment, is it? It's
0: definitely no, not it? working. Um, and we finish off with Wolf and Wanderers. Wolves, i found this really hard uh, to grade. Wolves, um, I've given them a B. You've given them a B plus. Um, so yes. In the league, ten wins, thirteen draws, six defeats. They score forty one goals. They've let in thirty four. Wolves, talk to me.
1: Wolves, okay, so I've given them a b plus because we mentioned that the start, i said this about two other teams um Leicester and everton Wolves were in that group of clubs who were below the top six, and we were looking at them to be the ones who were looked to break into into that
0: group weren't we i don't
1: know, know. i don't, I, don't, I don't I don't think I ever viewed Watford in that. I mean, you may have done. I certainly didn't think Watford were at the, uh, the level of uh, Wolves, Leicester and Everton. I thought Watford were in the ring below them um, when, it, when it came to it. Now, I say Wolves, um, sixth in the table, you, you correctly pointed out. They've lost the second least amount of games, joint second least amount of games, uh, along with Arsenal, behind That's Liverpool, so <laughs> which is it's hilarious. But they're, they're the, they have the same issue as Arsenal, is that they've drawn a... Hell of a hell of a amount of goal, uh, goals. They've drawn the majority of their games in the Premier League at 13, um, just like our. In fact, if Arsenal win their game in hand, they would go on exactly the same identical record as Wolves would have done.
0: Um, Arsenal are failing at the moment. Um, Wolves, I've got to say, you know, they are top of the league in points gained from falling behind. They've got 21 points from losing positions second place is Liverpool with 16 points
1: so uh, yeah so I, I would say the only concerning thing is that they've got a high percentage of their squad is foreign if you are looking at it as a uh, they're an English club you want them to have some English players playing in English Premier League but at the end of the day they go about their own business however, however they want to go about it what I will say is that they do have a number of players in their team who I feel will be real assets to them in terms of monetary value players such as Ruben Neves, Raul Jimenez Diego Jota uh, three players to name um who I think he's I think he's a very good player and you look at you uh, looking at the uh the, the stats here he scored a few he scored a number of goals uh, for them this season um I mean, looking at Raúl Jiménez, Raul Jimenez, he's got 22 goals in all competitions. Diego Jots has got 15, 15 goals for a winger. Due prior to the break, that's a, that's a, and he's only 23 as well. He's 20, he's still young. That's what I mean. And I know Jiménez is what well, he's 28, but I think he is certainly in. Five years maybe, or years. I would. Say, I would put. I put him. I put Jimenez in the top five strikers in the Premier League right now. Yeah. 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 Well, well, yeah. I, 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 it's so funny because I always used to slate
0: him. I was thinking, what are you about, though? You know, and he's completely proved me wrong. I, I, I have to take him out. I'm not going to take him out because I had a fresh trim for. the best part of six weeks. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um I, I, I yeah, I, I, I tip my hat to you, sir. For for what is produced and and who what is about and it's a, it's what about, what so, about the rise of, of, of Adama Traore? because last yeah. season he was, you know, not fringy, but he weren't exactly like the the main the main part of of what they were trying to achieve, but
1: well, we look at Adama Troia. He's, he's bounced around a bit, hasn't he? He's kind of been. He came through at Barcelona's youth team, was it? I think he was. A, I think he was a product of Barcelona's uh, La Masia. Um, but they've loaned him out to several clubs. I'm sure he's been. He played for Aston Villa. I'm sure he's played for Middlesbrough as well, um, and another a, a couple of other clubs as well. So, but he was quite young when he did play for those sides. I think he was. A, he was even. Late teens, maybe twenty, when he was playing for those. So yeah, he's Russell, he's the former sprinter for, for G- Team GB
0: is his sprint coach, and he, he's actually told him to to slow down because he's too fast. He's not been able to take advantage of the ball at his feet because he's too fast. He has to slow down and like, hone it in
1: a little bit. But that that
0: yeah, that that
1: that comes with experience, right? And playing more matches. And that's where I was going with it. Not all players can be messy, where you come in at 16 years old and you're instantly the best player, not just in youth football, but at men's football as well. And you have that ability in your head. Like Cesc Fabregas, for example, even at 16, 17 years old, he came in and he was running the show in midfield. And you were like, that's why those kind of players are so special because that just doesn't happen that's like a one in a one in a hundred kind of player, uh, like uh, those, those kind of. They don't grow on trees, you know, and why they're so expensive to, to, and irreplaceable. Now with Adama Traoré, he just needed games. He needed to fail. He needed to uh, go through bad patches of form and and bad moments to learn from them, to then be able to use the physical traits, that, the clear physical traits that he has, to be able to. Succeed and this season, especially, I think he kind of kicked on from about October, November time. Even maybe, it, I think he's grown throughout the season as well. He certainly didn't start off the season like he, like he certainly, well, I say finish it, but leading into the break, he was certainly up there as one of Wool's best players, wasn't he? You know, and I think, I think it goes. You mentioned about Sebastian Haller. We we I, I think that Raul Jimenez is the kind of striker that I thought Hilaire would be. He's tall, he's strong, he's good on the he's good on the deck, he's good in the air as well, he's got a good link up play with Jota. Jotter. You see some of the goals that them two have been involved with and you think, Oh, that's that's some really clever one one touch football. They know each other where they're gonna be moved. There's, there was a goal I think that um I think it was the game against Liverpool, I think, uh that where I think it was no, it was a, it was a goal that it, I think it was I think it was the goal that Jimenez scored. Right, well, Jimenez, no, it was a, it, it,
0: it it scored in, in the in their second game.
1: Yes, that's it. Yeah, so the the two one defeat. It was a, it was a good goal because Jimenez picked up on the on the on the halfway line. He jinked he jinked around one player, laid it out wide to I think it was Troore, He then sped down the touchline and then Jimenez got into the box and Troyalay put it over perfectly and Jimenez scored it. Scored a lovely header, didn't he? So. Um, I think that was a very that was a kind of the kind of play that Wolves would be known for. I would I would question the manager a little bit. I don't know if he's if he's going to be able to take him too much further because I don't know if he is enterprising enough to be able to use the clearly the obvious talents that they have in Diego Jota, Ruben Neves, Traore, Jimenez. He is. A, which, like which, three, which, five, two, which... You know, slash... Um, well, it's not even really a 3 five, two, It's more of a um three
0: at the back, you know, four midfield the midfield of including your wing backs. And it's not really a three either. It's almost like a four-two-three-one, but those... Uh, sorry, a three-four-two-one, but those three at the back is fixed. The four midfield a sort of fix with the wing backs. the two that are in behind are very wide you know it's, there's no there's no direct support so to speak um, for,
1: for for him and Ed No uh, but that shows you how good a striker is he can kind of well th- those players at the top how threat how much of a goal threat they carry and they don't really have too much support coming from midfield you've got Ruben Neves spraying long balls that's where they kind of I think mean, that's kind of how they instigate most of their attacks is that the, the they would break down the opposition attack, get the ball to hit Neves and then he would look to spray it either directly into Jimenez's feet or out wide to Jota and Traore and then go from there. Which, you know, is not a bad, is a bad tactic to have. It's certainly something there to have as part of your arsenal. However, um if it is, it is quite one dimensional, which has obviously led to the amount of draws that they've had this season. And I feel like with the players that they do have at their disposal, Wolves could probably expect a little bit better. And if they had been, if they had a little bit better, they would certainly be even higher up the table. They would certainly be potentially even where Leicester would be. Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> No,
0: yeah, Wolves, I think I initially wrote down an A and I looked how many draws they've had. I was like, yeah. A grade, I think, is a little bit rich, um so that's why I came down for a B. But yeah, uh, th- the fact that they've got twenty-one points from falling behind at the top of that league, uh, they're taken the league eleven times in games this season. They've won ten of those and drawn one. Uh, I think that's you know, protecting leads is so so key in the Premier League, and and, uh, and they've done that. They've bossed it. they have uh, they're round with it. So. That's why I've gone with them. But, um, yeah, that's um, that, that's it for, for, th- for this week. As, as you know, we, we want your comments, we want your likes, we want your shares. We've been very interactive today, uh, boys and girls who've been watching, so thank you very much. Um, like, share, follow all the links, you know, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. They're all the same, at 2 Football. That's the number 2 Up Top Football. We're available on all the podcast links, you know, iHeartRadio. Uh, tune in, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz and hotels. We've got a really, really good show coming next week, and I'm really um, hoping that you'll all be able to be involved in it. I won't tell you about it, but I'll be dropping a few hints throughout the week. So yeah, just uh, just make sure you keep an eye on on what we're doing, what we're up to, and
1: um, stay safe, everybody. Yeah, and as I say, please continue to keep supporting the page. Um, we are certainly trying to be certainly more active on the social media accounts. Uh, those who do follow us would notice the uh, uh, the certain content that we are putting out. We've got a number of boys in the Tup Top family in the team managing these accounts, and uh, please continue to support us. It's all I can ask for.